Good evening, my good man. <laughs> What's going on, big kid? You know what? I have a uh, I have done an absolute ton of adulting today, an inordinate amount of adulting today. Hey, I feel that. At work, I, I think I think that there should be like not a Twitter account because that wouldn't help much, but there's got to be something to where people can like let the person that's organizing the meeting know that this can just be done in an email. Uh, I believe you just answered your own question. I believe it's called an email. I did what? I believe I believe you just answered your own question. I believe it's called an email. Well, so I have to tell them that like I'm not attending because this should just be in an email? Yes. Oh, well, that's not going to work. Um, and then well, I'm, just, I, I'm just more cutthroat than you are. I worked late um, and immediately went and bought a kitchen table. So that's adulting. Adulting. And over the weekend, I got a parking ticket that I'm not going to pay. I've already decided not going to pay it. Adulting. Yeah, it's not. It's not even that I'm gonna like dispute it. I'm just gonna, just gonna let it, just let it do its thing. Whatever it wants to do, it can do. Did, were you? Did you pay a meter or something, or did, were you like parked next to a fire hydrant or? What, what no, listen to this. Listen to this. So I'll give you a little sob story here. Was working all day Saturday, nine to five. Um, I worked the Special Olympics. It was awesome. Great time. Um, but the problem was, uh, so all the parking garages on campus were free. So it was nice. Very nice of them to do that for us. They didn't have to. Um, and then when I left to come home after a hard day's work, that I had seen a parking violation on my windshield. And they said that it was because I backed into a heads-in-only garage. I'm going to tell you this. This is not as weird as it sounds. It's super fucking weird. But I know communities in the New York, Long Island area that have these rules in like normal street, like normal, like parking lots. And uh, it's mind numbing and questionable and borderline stupid, but they exist. And uh, I wouldn't pay it either. Well, like I get, well, yeah, one, it's a campus. So what are they going to do? Nothing. It's not like they can contact the government and the government will do anything. Um, I just have to be very careful when I put them there in the future. Um, But the thing with, for me is that, I would get that, like, if we're in New York City, we're in L.A., I totally get it. There's so many people, there's so much traffic that to back in, you are becoming the douchiest douchebag of all time. And I I would agree. Like, if I was sitting behind that guy who's doing, like, a seven-point turn, but I wasn't. I was in a normal parking garage, and I'll be at the parking garage at no point in time the entire day was even 50% full. So I'm convinced – that this guy, I mean, it was the 29th of June, so he was for sure just working a quota. I agree with that. And I can't, I can't believe that he had the audacity to be like, you know what? I know what today is. I know what these people are doing out there. They're working hot on a Saturday, and he's wearing a tie, and he's and he is doing wear, you know, wearing pants out in this weather. Um, oh, I'm, you think you're better than me? Yeah, I'm gonna ruin his day. I do. I do think I'm better than him. I'm convinced. Uh, hating hours are open they're always open i welcome them unlike you 
Your hating hours right. are from nine to six. Nice. My my hating hours are from nine to six uh, at in the evening to the morning. It's actually so much so, better. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, at, so at 9 p.m., my hating hours are open. At 6 a.m., my hating hours are closed. <laughs> Man, in for some a uh, for some late night hate, I respect it. Respect it. It's funnier because I sleep for six of those hours. Psst, guys, it's, it's a good joke. It's a good joke. But now I'm drinking, so. Well, it's shandy season. Dude, so hold on. Before we, before we get to the the topics of the day, yes, of the week of of really just the the month at this point because mm-hmm. we're July first. Um, I have been seeing summer shandies like next to like Mike's hard lemonade, and I need to like I need to understand this right now. Like, are we at the point where we're saying that summer shandies are Mike's like Mike's hard and Smirnoff Ice level drinks? That is a disgusting, disgusting comparison, and it I is. I will not sit here for this slander. If anybody, if anybody, thinks that any of these drinks are similar in nature, they are not even close. I'll tell you what. There's because okay, I'm going to tell you this because this is like the third time that I've seen this. So it's happened twice in a liquor uh, store. I've never that I go seen that. Not good. Nice. And. Uh, I went out on a uh, lovely um, social dinner date thing. Yeah, uh, with with with, with a female, and uh, I ordered a summer shandy, and they gave it to the female. See, now that's just not right. Yeah, no tip for them. They get no (laughs) tip. Like I'm just, I'm just sitting there. Like, did did I just do something wrong? Like, is this what's gonna happen now? No, you did nothing wrong. And I've actually, I've never I just seen been that. judged for, for ordering a, a delicious summer Sandy. I've only, I've never seen that in my life and I've never gotten judged for it. So I'm, I'm honestly, like, I don't know if I got judged for it or not. That's the thing. Like, I just don't know if like, I'm going to say that judge me, my date judged me and that's okay. Cause you know, she judges me for half the other things that I do and I like her. So it doesn't matter. Oh, I, I was going to take umbrage with that, but if you won't, that's fine. I won't either. Um, no, but I don't. I don't care. I judge her for things that she does. So you know, it's a fair game. But like, <laughs> is that judge worthy? Like, are, are we are we really in this society where like I can't order a a nice summer shandy? If anybody judges for me that I'm deleting their numbers off my phone, I've never had one person say a bad word about the shandy. Um, see, see, but it's like it's like a playful like shaming. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things. Now I get shamed like, it's like for- you shaming me for like you know being stupid or like liking Bud Light or something like that. It's like that kind of a thing. Okay. Well, see, I can, I'm starting to get, I see where people get made of fun of for like having like a fruity beer or something like that. Now to me, it's like, but it's a different level of fruity beer, right? So it's like, if it's like an IPA and it's like a, you know, nine alcohol content, it's a fruity beer. Like who cares? I see. And I don't like that. I, I give myself three of them because they're only three, "Quote unquote fruity beers," and I don't even call them fruity beers. I call them beers with fruit because ninety-five percent of the taste is still beer. Okay. Um, I like this. But I give myself three. Number one, summer shandy. That's a no judgment zone. You cannot judge me on that. Number two, Bud Light Orange. I only order them in the massive cans, the twenty-five ounce cans. 
if you want to judge me for that and be like, oh, man, what are you doing ordering a Shandy knockoff? Sure, by all means. I only drink it in the summers, but that's fine. I would drink Shandy year-round if they had it. But the minute that I can roll I don't roll know my- how I feel about that, so I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve judgment for the time being just because I haven't tried it. If and- it's anything like the Bud Light Lime, yes, I will judge you for it. Okay, that's fine. No, I don't like Bud Light Lime. Um, that's, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you how it is. If it's anything like that, I will judge you for it. <laughs> um, the minute that I can roll my windows down when I am driving is the minute all of these beers come back into play in my life. I agree with that. And the third, which I get a lot of hate for, and I do not care whatsoever. It's a Cleveland brewery. It's Fathead's Brewery. It's great, and it's called Bumbleberry. And I don't give two shits if if people make fun of me for it. Because I've even gone to bars where they'll take like a handful of blueberries that they put in the freezer and put them in there like it's ice. It's, it's just a garnish. In fact, it tastes very weird. But I love that. And I don't care. I order it at bars. I get looks. I fight through the looks. That's the one I can get judged for. And that's because I think it's got a poor name. I mean, I get the name, but it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like manly coming out of my mouth. So I'm I'm not gonna lie with you, here, okay? I'm gonna laugh at you. We don't we don't. This is a we this is a laughing at each other program. Okay, and so this I'm is, gonna laugh at you. This and then I'm gonna try it just to like see if it like you know. I'm gonna try it, but it's one of those things where it's like you're gonna it's gonna come out of your mouth, and I'm going to I'm going to giggle. This is also a, um, yeah, this is also a la- listeners laughing at me. It's fine. It's fine. I have no qualms with that whatsoever. So, that, that I'm is just, my... I, I'm just telling you what it is. It, it, honestly, I, I love it. I love the enthusiasm. I'm going to laugh at you for it, but I will try. Yeah, I go as long as, long as they, uh, and I'm, we, we, uh, um, yeah, so that's what I'm, I'm, I've cracked a shandy at this moment. I'm enjoying it. It's nice and crisp. I'm all in. Now, I've never had the grapefruit shandy. I like grapefruits, but I don't think it'll be good. I, uh, I specifically will not try the grapefruit shandy just for the sole fact that I don't want to ruin summer shandies because it'll ruin it. It'll ruin it for me. <laughs> um, all right. Are we, or is White Claw fine? No. Oh, well, it's fine. I'll fight tooth and nail for that one. Love me that some is, that is That is a line that I draw. Yes. Mm-hmm. People are going to, you know, say, but Hilliard, you've had it before. But Hilliard, blah, 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 blah. Here's my thing about White Claws. White Claws are great, great for two situations. One, um, you are hanging with your family, and that's the only thing that's available. Okay. Two, you are wildly hungover and need a pick me up. It's an interesting one to use for a pick me up. It's a fruity one. It I've is, read. but it's one of those things where it's like it's not going to taste like alcohol, so it's just like you're tricking your own mind. I've done it before; it works. Okay, that's good to know. And I, I've I, gone straight to beer right after, so that's the only two times that I will accept those. Other than that, I will judge the living crap out of you if wow. you carry around a six pack of White Claw or whatever it comes in. No, you, you can't judge you. The, the twelve pack, twenty pack. 12 pack party pack. <laughs> I will I will say things to you. I will question a lot of things about you. Um 
and and I will be judging you in my mind. Will I get over it? Absolutely, because I, I accept everyone for who they are, but I will say things to you first. It's fine. I'm not going to tell you that I've thrown parties and there's only been claw consumed. That's fine. I won't tell you about that. A 15-person party, claws only. I may, I may, I may need a five-minute breather here for a second. For those that for those that don't know us personally, I'm one year older than Matt, um, but all of the people my age. So maybe it's a maturity thing on your level. <laughs> it probably is. I'm like the second most immature person you know. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I can think of at least two off the top of my head. There's definitely some fake mature that I know. And I don't think you're that because you admit to being immature. Like I, I would consider fake. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I'm openly the morning. That I'm immature. Yeah. Got to be honest with yourself. I openly say that I, I have the maturity level of a seven-year-old. Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. So then any um, – now that we've covered the topics of – what about foods? Are there any foods that get you shamed or laughed at? Honestly, God, no. Okay, I was going to say, I'd start. The only only reason why I say no is because if you don't know me, my dietary habits are ones that just, you look at me and you question how I'm not 500 pounds. No, well. Right, like, I don't eat vegetables. I don't eat fruits. It's literally just, like, meat, cheese, and nuts for me. So it's like, if you are are looking at me – you actually need to understand that I am basically Ron Swanson without a mustache and cannot play saxophone. <laughs> I, you know, what's crazy about that? I literally told somebody today where, so I work for the government. I am part of the beast, the cog that moves this place around. And I became so fed up today at one point in time, I literally looked to my coworker and I say, this place is turning me into Ron Swanson. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I don't think it is either. But it's one of those things where it's like I openly admit to that. Like, I am Ron Swanson. Like, a perfect day for me would be a perfect dinner for me. Be sitting by myself, watching sports, eating a nice medium rare steak with a side of potatoes and a glass of whiskey. I think I think you misheard me when I said I want all of the eggs and bacon. (laughs) I mean. I want son, son I, 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 I'm afraid that you misheard me. <laughs> when I said I want eggs and bacon, I mean I want all of your eggs and all of your bacon. Do you understand? <laughs> oh yeah, he is he's definitely one of the most fun characters. I and the only the only food that I could think of that I get and I not even ashamed for, it's more along the people like people are like, Oh, like I won't do that. I like calamari. Oh, I love calamari. And I like the I ones that calamari. like the tiny squids, and people get weirded out by that. I don't care about that. I will honestly like. There's like nothing that I really won't eat. Oh, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm I eat calamari. I eat like well, I mean, outside of fruits and vegetables, I, like there's nothing meat wise that I won't eat. That's oh, see, I'm off on a couple of them. All right, give me them. And I don't know if this is a meat or not, but I'm off on sloppy joes. Sloppy Joe's depends. Sloppy Joe's, it's like if it's like the cafeteria, like when you were six, Sloppy Joe's, get me the hell away from those because those are going to make me sick. If it's like your mom's like slow cooked, like she took the time and love and put Dr. Pepper in it, fuck yeah, give me the Sloppy Joe. I'll see. I've never had the home cooked loving one because 
we recent family just didn't like the sauce. I mean, my mom would like cook it or stuff like that. But anything, I mean, I haven't had it in years. But I will say, I will pay the ex- – like if I want something similar to that for whatever reason, I'm just going to pay the extra money and go get a pulled pork sandwich. A billion yeah, times that. better. Pulled chicken, whatever. Billion times better. Better sauces. Not out of a can. Whatever. Put Dr. Pepper on if you want. I don't care. I concur with this. I concur. I went to a restaurant yesterday, full disclosure. I was eating sustenance and they got that you were eating at yeah, a restaurant. Yeah, I know, right? Somebody let me out. I like it. And I I'm like, yeah, you have Coke or Pepsi? And they go, Pepsi. And I go, All right, we can we can work with this. And I said, All right, can I get Dr. Pepper? It's like my go to and people think Pepsi products. She goes, We don't have Dr. Pepper. What in the Sam hell is this? So, so Dr. Pepper is one of those weird things that like, it's, it depends on where you are. Right. So if you're, if you're in a certain part of the country, um, I believe like in the South, I believe Coke and Dr. Pepper go together. If you go North of the Mason Dixon line, I believe Pepsi and Dr. Pepper go together. I believe if you're like in the Midwest, I think that you're might be in a little bit of trouble because not everybody will carry it, but it's like, it's one of those things where it's like Dr. Pepper is its own entity what where the they can they can pair themselves pick and choose who they pair themselves with well okay i'll give you that on some circumstances but i know pepsi owns them but i've been to plenty of those like those awesome machines where they have like a billion options right and i have seen coke and dr pepper there together so right. i don't know so it just it depends on where you are right so dr pepper and coke are together in a restaurant that has it is a thing it does happen Dr. Yeah. Pepper and Pepsi are together. That is a thing that does happen. It just depends on where you are. See, my problem is I've never had an issue getting it before. Now, maybe like maybe they were just out and I'm complaining here, but I'm going to complain because I've given myself and you an outlet to complain about things to the 150 people that listen to every episode. That is that is a good point. We have 100 people that listen to us. Wow. I mean, combine. <laughs> that's like that's like more than I thought. <laughs> No, our I think our uh, our highest rated was OBJ. Oh yeah, that's always gonna be our highest rated because we talked about the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I'll argue that that'll always get us viewers because you went to school in Ohio and I live in Ohio. True. Playing to our, playing slightly playing to our audience, but frankly, it was incredibly big news, and I'm still super psyched about it. Fair. Um, that is all of my well. Yeah, I think that's all of my complaining today, but we have plenty of more, much, much more important things to do than complaining about my um, stupid, petty things that in long grand scheme of things mean absolutely nothing at all. Uh, true. This is very true. Um, so we have gone uh, 20 minutes now uh, talking about just pure nonsense, and, and, and now I'm going to take it to a very uh, deep turn because we're going to make you laugh, we're going to make you cry. And uh, we're going to make you do something else. I don't know where it is. Probably dance. But uh, the Angels announced today that one of their pitchers, Tyler Skaggs, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, died today. Um, This is the second Angels pitcher uh, to pass away in 10 years. Um, If you remember correctly, uh, Nick Adenhart was 22 years old when he passed away in a car accident. Yes. Just after he made his major league debut. Yes. this franchise, we criticize them a lot because uh, they aren't good. Uh, they have Mike Trout for 
some unbeknown reason to the rest of us that they are able to keep the best baseball player in all of sports. Uh, but the fact that this happened twice in 10, in 10 years is something that uh, frankly is unheard of unspeakable. And uh, my thoughts and prayers, I'm sure yours as well, go out to the family, uh, to the team and to everybody involved in this, because this is just horrific and, and nobody should go through this, especially with this, you know, an organi- organization that is so first class, like the Los Angeles angels, not only to do it now, but to have done it in the past. It's just, it's heartbreaking, and I, uh, like I said, my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody there. It is no, I I completely agree. Um, it, it's always something that you you never. I mean, even when it happens, um, you know, things like this have happened before, and unfortunately, to this organization, um, this is not the first time, as you mentioned, that this has happened. It doesn't make it any easier. Um, it does not. I mean, he he was from California. He passed away on a road trip uh, where they were in Texas. And they have not stated that they know the cause of death yet. But regardless, that doesn't matter. Um, nobody should be dying at 27 or 22 um, or 32, what, anything like that. Um, it, it's an absolutely terrible thing to hear happen. And, of course, my heart goes out to the family, first and foremost, the, the, and anybody who had any interactions with him. But, I mean, just the, the baseball community as a whole because um, – you know, it, it'll never, ever matter who you root for or anything like that, um, that everybody should be feeling the exact same sentiment that nobody wants or, you know, nobody even thinks that this is going to happen. And it's an absolute tragedy to see. But. So uh, scrolling through Twitter and something else that I have um, found to be uh, is currently giving me chills right now is um, okay. he was actually the first pitcher the Angels drafted. In 2009, after um, Nick Adenhart's death, uh, he posted an Instagram uh, a couple days after the 10th anniversary of it. Um, so he uh, year, then. understood what kind of an impact Adenhart made to the made to the organization in such, in his short time there. Um, he under he understands the the values that this organization had, and that's just what makes this even more heartbreaking to me. I I did not know that, and that must have been done this year then. I just I just found this through Twitter. Uh, yeah, the tenth anniversary was this year, so this was made this year. Um, but I just found this this year, and that's just it's just uh, it's just devastating. No, that's I mean, at least for me right now, never having heard of that, that's definitely rattling to me. Um, acknowledging the impact of somebody that came before you is, of course, important. Um, be able to take that into account for what you do every day um, is pretty special, and this was a. It definitely, definitely just rattling, um, you know, just I mean, for me hearing that. So it's, it's tough for me to, to say anything after that. That's, that's wow. No, it's, it's tough. And uh, like I said, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody who's been impacted by this. We, we don't like seeing this happen. We don't uh, want this to happen to anybody. And, um, you know, if there's uh, any support that we can give, yeah, uh, by all means, I'll do it, and I'm sure you will as well. Of course. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so, back to the better news of the world. And, and I'm I'm going to kind of also transition a little bit um, with that. But one thing that I'll, I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier is that your fandom doesn't matter 
Um, and one thing that irks me about whether a player gets injured or whether a player passes away, anything bad happens to a player, that people feel the need to state their fandom when they talk about somebody, that like it gives them some sort of moral high ground or anything like that. Um, or, yes, and it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, if you're, you know, say, you know, you're reaching out and saying, hey, like, I'm a Red Sox fan, I'm thinking of you. Like, it's not, like, giving you moral high ground. It's just, like, connecting to the baseball community. But, yes, I understand what you're saying. Go on. And it's more along the, like, it's more along the lines of, like, your fandom doesn't doesn't matter in the in the slightest. And and I get that, like, you uh, you as just a fan of the game and being a part of the, the sports community, you want to show your sentiment and you want to show that you care, which is incredible. And I, you know, I – for it and I think that that should happen but I mean that that sentence that you know oh I'm a blank fan but here it I don't know to me it, it it's not disingenuous and I, I don't take it as such but I, I think it is you know people it's just unnecessary thank you thank you because yes it's just, it's just unnecessary and I feel that and I agree with you and it's one of those things where it's like yeah you're you're trying to show your support like I said to to the to the team and saying hey no, I'm I'm a different fan, and but I'm just showing my support. But you don't need to say that. You can just say this, this, and this. Like you don't need to be like, you know, I'm an A's fan, and I my thoughts are with you and stuff like that. Like you just, it just does not need to be said. Yes, I can I completely agree. Um, while we are on the topic of baseball, what things of of the uh, the stickball do you have to cover? Uh, I want to shoot the Red Sox bullpen to the moon. I, I don't know why. No idea why you're doing that. Why would you send that? Why would you send that big of a rocket when you only need to put one person in it? Oh, we need to put multiple people in it because this bullpen stinks. Changing notes, but I want to shoot them to the moon because I want them far, far away from my team because they are just blowing it and not making me happy and just making this team worse. I was just going to say Dombrowski. Yes, I have gone after this man day after day after day <laughs> on the Twitter sphere. And anything that I say about Dave Dombrowski comes from a place of pure anger, pure listening to what he says out loud. Okay. And just, you know, what, questioning whether or not he actually thinks before he speaks. Which um, he doesn't. I think he sometimes does that. He sometimes does that. Um, but uh, hearing John Henry say that this this that this bullpen is going to take some time, that he thinks all the pieces are there, also makes me want to vomit. So. Yep. I just – I have no correct words to put together right now. I'm just very angry and frustrated and trying to figure out what we can do to make this better, which is nothing apparently because we don't want to spend money anymore. It's wild to me. And now you see the the success that the Cubs are having and having only one. Even the Yankees, even the Yankees, they paid for pitching in the off season. And that's what you should be doing. I mean, this is one of those things where it's, you know, people. Like, we've think... been, like as, as Red Sox fans, we've been having this fight for three years. Yes. We won a world series. We've been having this fight for three years. 
Dang. I wouldn't say the bullpen won us the World Series. I'd say Chris Sale won us the World Series. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually – this is going to be high praise, but I do think it's deserved in a lot of cases. Um, I think Craig Kimbrell has Brian Wilson syndrome. Um, and what I mean by that is he's a weird dude. He's an absolutely incredible pitcher, great closer. But the one thing that he does is he likes to make it interesting. And that's where I really connect him to Brian Wilson because both of them – uh, well, one of them did, and one of them currently, they have a passion for at least getting two people on with either zero or one out, and then getting everybody out immediately after that. They like to make it interesting. And, and unfortunately for these pitchers is that, you know, eight, eight times out of 10, 75% of the time, they, they're getting out of that jam that they put them in. But every once in a while, you throw a slider inside, and it's going to the gap. And then you look like an idiot for walking somebody and hitting the second person. So I that's where I, I get that little disconnect where I personally, if I was the Red Sox, I would have shelled out the money for Craig Kimbrell. Um, I do think that the Red Sox is either 11 or 12. I can't get out. I think it's 12 now. 12 blown saves. 12. And so, the writing is on the wall. In fact, the writing is the wall. The ceiling is the roof. It's wild to me. So I believe I saw a stat um, on Sunday during the, the Red Sox debacle of another bullpen outing um, okay. where they've, they've blown the same amount of saves that they actually have saved this year. The, the, excuse me, what was that? I want you to repeat that, please. They have blown the same amount of games in save opportunities that they have actually saved this year. We like to make fun of the Mets because they've they've blown more saves than they've Wait, saved. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not we're not comparing ourselves to the Mets right now because the Mets are just a dumpster fire all of themselves. Hey, if, if we if we end up blowing more saves than we're than we're saving saves, then how can we not be not in the same boat? But bullpen wise. We're now in the same boat. Okay. We're not in the same boat because, yes, we have blown the same amount of games as the Mets. The Mets are also just one of those teams that you just look and they're just disintegrating before your eyes. Yeah. They, they, they killed two living members of the 1969 team two days ago. Yeah, that hurt. They killed them. I did, we, did we hire an intern who just doesn't look at Wikipedia before he does things? <laughs> like, I, they killed two members of a team that are still alive. They they get into fistfights with the with the press because they don't like how I don't know the 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 smell of their their deodorant or something that goes on with Jason Vargas. I'm all rocket in. Sci- that goes with rocket scientist Jason Vargas. I'm all in for fighting people in the locker room, but it's got to rile your team up, and it did the exact opposite. It has actually tanked them. Yes, it has. Usually it does the opposite. It gets those boys hyped. Usually it does. Um, it's, there's, there's things about the Mets that I like. There's things about the Mets that I don't like. They, right now, are the New York Knicks of baseball. 
I think that's putting it nicely because I think the Knicks are better off than the Mets are right now. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll give it that considering the season hasn't started yet. True. Very true. I mean, I think, I think the Knicks are going to – they are now – they've done well enough to now place themselves in purgatory. The Knicks will be at that eight or nine – eight or nine seed for a couple of years in a row, which means that they're going to get a meh draft pick. And that'll be about it. I, I had the perfect recipe for the Knicks. And uh, it all went to hell because apparently we decided that they didn't want to pay for Kevin Durant. What, what was your perfect recipe? <laughs> well, this was actually, you know, when it actually was plausible. Uh, they've signed – uh, I believe it was uh, KD, just KD. They didn't need they didn't need Kyrie, just KD. Sure, that Kevin Durant guy's good. Yeah, why not? That Kevin that Kevin Durant guy, that Kevin Durant guy is really good. Um, just signed KD. Um, you tanked the next season without KD. You now this is Knicks fans' luck here, so we're we're putting this in nice terms. Yeah. You get a top three pick in the following year's draft. <laughs> okay. You then draft like uh, who did I say? I think I said like R.J. Richardson or something like that. The guy who just uh, left the U.S. to go play in New Zealand. Um. No, that was not. His name is R.J. That's all I know. His you name is guy, R.J. You mean the guy that left for the Euro League, or is that the? No, no, no. The guy who left for Australia. Oh, okay. Never mind. His you, name is RJ. That's all I know. Okay. Um, you and everything are two different people. You, you tank for him. Then your starting lineup would have been RJ, RJ. Now we're liking this. KD, Marcus Gasol, and then insert somebody else who's a free agent next year. Yeah, that's just a recipe for averageness. That's not a recipe for averageness, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one simple reason why. Give RJ quality minutes next year, okay? Let him learn the offense. Maybe he has a sophomore slump. Maybe he doesn't because the fact that he has Kevin Durant with him. Kevin Durant could be a superstar and lead that team. Marcus All is a very capable center who is probably going to be – who's going to get paid next offseason. Okay. Uh, this RJ guy – I don't know enough about him. Oh, you know what? You know what? This this also included adding Clay to the mix. So never mind. I take um, this back. This was this was an RJ, RJ, Clay, KD, and Marcus All. Yeah, but you know what? You know how we're playing the sugar spice and everything nice. That one guy that's now in the New Zealand Basketball League or the it's the NBL, the National Basketball League, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Um, they have a certain player that will be returning next year into the draft. Yes. I added him to the mix. I said it was okay that they drafted him. Ball? Yes. Oh, I didn't hear you mention that. Okay, damn. No, I didn't. I didn't mention it. When I said it, like I said it in other conversations, that if they drafted him, it would have been okay. I thought it would have been so funny. I would have loved it. In fact, I think I I I think that um, I think that Lamelo will be the best out of all of them. Uh, that draft class next year does not look strong. No, which is shaping up to be great for him because he's far enough away to where you'll only get the good highlights. Yeah. 
And he's seen as favorable enough in the media, at least at the moment, that he'll only get the favorable highlights because a lot of these places aren't going to dig for all of the turnovers and all the air balls where he's shooting it from the four-point line in the big three. Right. I'm following you. Yes. Um, All right, continuing on those lines, free agency. How sick was that starting lineup of that? R.J. Barrett, LaMelo Ball or R.J.? Uh, Clay, KD, Marcus All. Oh, I didn't hear you say Clay. Damn. Okay. Um, no, I, yeah. I I realized halfway through that I was talking about Clay. Okay. Signing okay. KD and Clay to max contracts this season. They can't do it anymore, but it doesn't matter. Uh, you sign them to max contracts this, this season. You tank next season. Then you come back with Clay, KD, and Marcus All, and you sign Marcus All in the offseason. No, I mean that's that sounds fun. I mean, it sounds like such a prima donna thing to say, but I'm okay with it. Is that I would, at the moment, if I have a serviceable point guard, not like a not like a superstar, but I'd say top twenty. So, like, if I had a guy in that like fifteen to twenty range, which I I consider D'Angelo Russell to be in that fifteen to twenty range of point guards, yeah, serviceable, that I would not pursue a point guard in that Kyrie Irving, I would have gone after somebody like Clay because if you have a serviceable point guard, they can lead the offense, not have a lot of turnovers, but having somebody out there that's a spot-up shooter will force not only for themselves to get open, but that also allows more room for whatever superstar, whether it's Kawhi, whether it's Durant, to be able to get open. That's incredibly important. So that was that's what I would do. I would take a serviceable point guard over a superstar point guard at the moment. And apparently, um, Kevin Durant feels that way. Meh, maybe not. But a lot of these guys feel that way because they left they left Steph. So uh, I think Clay's going to get traded next offseason. Oh, that's a fat contract for somebody to eat. At five years, one ninety. Yeah, that's that's. That is a chonk contract. But you know somebody would take it. I mean... Yeah. You know somebody would take it. I mean, I'm trying to to think of who. I mean, five years, 190. So, I mean, what's, what's that math? 190 divided by five. I mean, we're staring down 38 million, $38 million a year. So, yeah. I mean, that means that whoever is about to pick that up, that's $155 million for four years. That's more than Kyrie Irving's getting paid in this contract. Right. By Kyrie, open, Kyrie openly did not want that, want to get paid all that money. So let's just, you know, let's knock that off right now. Well, he did that because he knew he shouldn't be the top earner on the Nets. True. And also, he did it kind of a – he and Berlin also both did it as kind of a show of goodwill. So so there are three teams that I'm looking at right now that could take that contract no problem. Clippers. That is one. Um, Hornets. That is top ten, mm. but barely. They could barely. They could barely take that next year. Um, this needs to be a team that's like 
one, maybe two pieces away. The Bucks. Uh, Bucks are no. Damn it. Oh yeah, they you're can... you're you're in the correct conference for the other two. Oh. Well, that's a lot of teams. All right. That is, but you got to think one or two piece away. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. That's fine. So are you talking about the division? Like, No, I'm talking conference. Oh, okay. One is, one is in the division? Are you really going to say the Pacers? No. Oh, wait. Um, no, you better not be thinking Detroit just because they got Derrick Rhodes. No, then we're not. Then we're not in the same division. No, okay. We're not in the division. Um, we're not in the division. Not for either of them. No, that's fine. I'm trying to piece where you're at because you said you said no to Charlotte. I don't think Atlanta will put. I don't think that'll put Atlanta anywhere near it. Still, it does. Yeah, that's that was one of yours. $93 million dollars in cap space is project is. Is projected for next season for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great to have him, but I. The um, other one is uh, Dallas, bro. No. Yes. No. No. I'm Dallas, is, think Dallas is twenty-three million dollars of free money next year. I'm thinking fit-wise. You can worry about the dollars and cents later. Uh, Fit-wise, think Drake. Well, depends upon if somebody goes or stays. Well, let's think Let's think Kawhi right now. If they don't resign Kawhi, he's a perfect fit right there. Yes, completely agree. Chill-ass city, chill-ass people. He's $3 million of free space. He's a chill-ass dude, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that seems that seems perfectly reasonable. Um I don't want anybody to go to the Thunder. The Thunder don't have any money. How much space do the Pelicans have? Uh, the Pelicans right this second. Because you still got two. Going into this season. Okay. The Pelicans have negative money. Wow. That ain't good. Wait, how does everyone have negative money? I, I need I, I don't I don't know how this works. I mean you can <laughs> how, does that, how does everyone have negative money? Um I thought it was because a lot of them are just willing to pay the the luxury tax, but I, I don't know, maybe it's because this is still the moratorium from now until July sixth. All right, so if we're if we're talking luxury tax base, like how much teams have, right? If they're like throwing out the luxury tax. Yeah, but you also got to think: uh, Is this person an in-person Clay Thompson? Is this somebody that's going to be a sign-and-trade, or are they just walking over there? Because if they're just walking over there, then you have to worry about just the cap room for that year. So you can only you have to worry about thirty-eight million dollars that one season. But if it's a sign-and-trade. Then you can subtract the old person's contract that you're trading over there, and add that to their available cap space. See what I mean? Right, I'm following you. That's why I'm surprised. Like, if the Pelicans were to do a sign and trade, 
don't know, man. I just think that Clay. I just think that Clay would work so well with that young core, man. So well. I'm I'm trying to figure out how the Pelicans have negative cap space. Yeah, and when maybe it's because, well, no, they've already traded Anthony Davis. That was a that was a trade machine, not a free agent machine. Right. Yeah, I'm confused now too. No, there's so many, so many like, like I don't know how this works. So many nuanced rules or anything like that. But I mean, let's just go down the line right now, like of like important people. Yeah, I'm just gonna say important people. If you're not in this list, it's fine. Whatever, do with it. Um, Grant to the Nets. Kawhi still easily the biggest undecided piece. Kyrie to the Nets. Butler, I think, is now just living out his best life where he wants or he's going to Miami just to party and ball out. Uh yeah. And I believe that the Heat got rid of um Hassan Whiteside. They did. Which to me, that would have been Jimmy Butler's only person to fight in the locker room. And it's been eliminated. I'm still I'm still convinced that he hates all of his teammates, so it doesn't matter. Oh, no, I do not disagree at all. Um, Clay Thompson was some of the best social media coming back to the Warriors, Warrior for Life. Frankly, I don't, I don't disagree with any of his moves. Why not? Like, yeah, Toronto's cool. Yeah, building up New Orleans could be cool. But man, the Bay Area and everybody loves you. You've literally got it made in the shade. People want you to be a lifer there, and I honestly can't think of like two better cities to be a lifer in. I don't know, man. We're like. Just like living wise, like yeah, there might be more diehard fans that are like Knicks fans or Celtics fans or Bulls fans, but like just me living there and enjoying living in a city, damn. Yeah. Um, um, Demarcus, I don't think he's decided. Boogie, uh, he is not. Al Horford has ripped my heart out, but I respect him. It hurts. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know. Like, this is like, okay, this is, this is like a Patriots player going to, like, um, the Giants. Like, you hate them, but they're not your biggest rival. Look, him going to the, to the 76ers uh, crushed my soul. They're our second biggest rival, the Celtics. Uh... Yeah, Lakers. but it, it's still it's still like one of those teams where it's like you don't want him to go there. Like you want to like him, you want him to go to like Denver or something like that. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what though, man. Uh, the who? Oh, what's his name? Oh crap. Um, Elton Brand pulled the "if you can't beat them, buy them" philosophy. I respect the hell out of it. As much as I like him and Embiid are going to just crush skulls together. And that's scary. Yes, it is. It's very scary. That's one that's a hothead and one that's like mellow, old, and chill. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that because that makes me real sad. Um, Kemba's now in the green and white. Chris Middleton is still with his own green and white, just a much darker shade of green. Um, Eric Bledsoe. I have not heard anything about Eric Bledsoe unless he already got traded. Uh, Something happened to him already. Uh, there are just so many moves that I couldn't keep up with it. Um, no, it still says he's with the. It still says that he uh, that he's with he's the. Still there. He is still there. Yeah, which yeah. So he still needs to move somewhere. 
Tobias re-signed with the Sixers. Um, DeAndre. Which which he, he is going to be an early, early candidate for overpaid player of this offseason. This off uh, yeah. yeah. Early candidate. Early. Frankly, I think I think also that Clay was overpaid, but that's okay. Um, I feel like Clay's allowed to be overpaid at this point. I mean, and this is me. What is it? Three times. I mean, only by like twenty million. So it ends up only like I, I think he. I think he deserved like thirty-four, thirty-five, not thirty-eight. But whatever. He's yeah, not I, I don't care. I feel that. Harrison Barnes. He moved. Where did he go to? Woj, where did he go to? Did he go to Sacramento? Went to Sacramento. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anybody that gets to play with De'Aaron Fox is going to have a good day. Love De'Aaron Fox. He should have won most improved, but it's fine. Um, Scary Terry is gone. He is at Charlotte. Kevon Looney is heavily considered for the Celtics. Um, he, he signed with the, uh, with, the, uh, with the Warriors an hour ago. An hour? I was about to say, when did that happen? Damn. Good for him, though. Do not. Three years, $15 million. Someone took a pay cut. Uh, yeah, that's because – I mean, that that's simply because of uh, uh, what they overpaid for their other player. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, so those are all the big high-stakes one, But the Lakers are still taking a massive gamble on Kawhi, which to me – it, I get it because anybody, anybody that still remains in the free agent market, you can get somebody of like, let's say, let's say Kawhi doesn't go. He doesn't go there. He stays in Toronto, which I think would be a great decision for him. But even like, if he doesn't go to Los Angeles, the crop of people that are still available are going to be like the same yesterday as they were today. Yeah, and, and look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. Uh, shout out to the New York Knicks for basically doing that. Yeah, well, the one time they don't pay somebody, they probably should have. I don't know. At least offered it. Like if you can say, "Hey, we offered it," and he didn't accept it, that's fine because it's out of your control. But they put it in their own control, and I I think I think that it would have been a smart move to toss it at him. But. I'm in I'm in I'm in one of these situations right now where I think I think it'd be really smart of the Lakers to uh just sign a whole bunch of nobodies. I mean they did that right when LeBron got there. Right, just sign a whole bunch of nobodies. Now look, I know what's gonna come next, and I don't think I necessarily want it to happen, but at the same time I want it to happen. Okay. Because then this makes uh, the uh, um, then this makes the Lakers probably worse off than they are now. Sure. I think you know what I'm going to say. Uh, actually, I do. I'm trying to rack my brain with it a little bit. I like the way your mind works, so hit me with it. I want them to sign Carmelo Anthony. Oh, I heard about that today. I heard about that. And you know what? Fuck it. Why not? It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. I yeah. want them to. That's so funny to me. Uh, also, I wish that the Lakers had cap space so that they could take Chris Paul's contract on. Who's going to take – Chris Paul will get traded. 
Who? Who? Nobody should take him. But like, we, like we're going to talk about people that aren't playing, that aren't playing anymore, that are still getting paid. Like we're about to talk about that in a little bit. But trade him back to the Clippers. Oh man, I honestly so many problems for that. I think the Clippers are too smart for that now. I think the Clippers are way too smart for that now. But I, I agree with that because they're being run by Jerry West. But that's neither here nor there. Hey man. Jerry West is a a lot better owner than Michael Jordan. That's that's an interesting conversation that I think we're going to need to have another day. I think Michael Jordan is one of the worst owners of all time. I'm not going to say I disagree with you because I choose not to disagree with you about certain things. Hey, he he did good. He did I'm not. Really I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm going to say that Michael Jordan is top five. I don't think he's the worst. No, I'm not agreeing with that. Or no, I'm not disagreeing with that because nobody will beat Dolan. Duh. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. No one can possibly beat, beat James Dolan. No, my my turtle, who's named Charles Barkley, would be a far far better owner, and it would be like I would put like um, I would buy like little floaties of like teams, like little beach balls of every team, like probably the size of a ping pong ball, and I would put them in his tank, and whichever one he like tried to eat first. Or like no, like beach balls a player. That's what I do. And like the first one he'd try to eat, be like, "Oh, you want Kemba Walker? We'll go for Kemba Walker. Okay. You want Patrick Beverly? We'll get Pat Bev. Okay. Still better than Dolan. Look, there. Okay, so I just I just did a <laughs> top five thing. Okay, of the worst owners in the NBA. Okay. Um, I think you could probably guess who number one is. He is no longer an owner. Oh, um, he's the unanimous number one. Wait, wait a second. I keep forgetting his name, but he's the racist one. Yes, he is. Uh, Clippers. Yes, Donald Sterling. There we go. Yeah, it, people, you knew what I was talking about. I knew it what is I was unanimous. About. It is Ooh, unanimous. Wiry guy. Uh, James Dolan is number two. Now, are you only are you only putting Sterling up there because he's a racist? Now, I agree. Yes. I was agreeing he's a terrible owner. Okay, I'm just gonna stop there. All right. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's all you need to say. <laughs> okay. I, I am going to say two things that Michael Jordan did incredibly well. He trusted Kemba Walker. He told him, I believe in you. I trust you. I chose you because I believe in you. I think that's incredible. And he made a very good decision in doing that. Flip side, he made a bad decision by asking him to always do everything himself and never have anybody to help him. Yeah. Number two, he took the Charlotte Bobcats back to the Hornets. Great move. Yes, I agree with that. Two good moves. That's all I got. For Look, I, I think I think the Hornets have draft. I think the 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 Hornets have drafted very well. And he wears Kangol hats. I like that too. That's everyone loves Raymond in the Kangol hat. Found <laughs> fun Raymond in the Kangol hat. <laughs> I watched. I actually watched that video today because I was going through my phone uh, all the videos I need to delete, and I kept that one. So you're welcome. Oh, send it to me, please. I will. Um, <laughs> so, so here's my thing about them, right? So they, I think that they've drafted really well over the last, I would say, five, less than five years. When Mitch Kupchak started making the calls, there they've drafted very well. Okay. They have. Uh, uh, they have Nicholas Batum in there. They have Bismarck Mayambo. 
who I think is a kind of an underrated player. They have Michael Kidd Gilchrist. They have uh, Malik Monk, PJ Washington, Cody Zeller, Marvin Williams. They drafted PJ Washington this year. Then they got Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels, uh, players who I think could make an impact this season. Um, they have young guys who they have uh, who they can they can definitely build around and with and you add Terry Rozier to the mix who you know, wants to be that guy in the leader, this is your perfect text because you have a young team and, you know, you can't really go wrong. Yeah, no, I, I it's rare that I've seen anybody with that kind of drive. Um, is, so is, so I think I think that they have a good young core to build, build around that they can do right now. Will they be good next year? Absolutely not. They're going to be garbage. But I think they'll be good in a couple of years. I think I think they'll be on the brink. I think I think they'll end up being a nine seed, but I think they could be the eight. Like if if all the pieces fall into place, that's fair. Just for the sole fact that the East is garbage after the top five, which is also why I think that the Pelicans are going to be at number sixteen next year. I have the Pelicans as a top, as, as a uh, top five seed, but I don't know who I'm taking out. That's my problem right now. Yeah, I'll wait for Kawhi to let loose. I kind of, I kind of want the Thunder to implode this year because I think, I think the Northwest, I think the Northwest Division really is a is a dogfight. I, I think the worst team in there is Minnesota, and they're still looking pretty good. Uh, the Pacific Division still is a three team fight, like it's always been. The Sing, the Suns, and the Kings won't really make an impact this year. And then the Southwest Division, I mean, that I think is up for grabs for the most part outside of the Rockets in San Antonio. I think there's a spot there that you could steal that could steal in New Orleans and Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't disagree with it. Gun to my head right now, my top eight are Utah, Denver, Folks, there's not a gun to his head. He's doing this on his free will. Houston. Golden State. The Clippers. The Thunder. The Trailblazers. And the Spurs. Okay. That is my top eight. Don't hate that. A, I haven't decided. In a non-particular, particular order. I think the Lakers missed the playoffs. Unless unless they somehow sign Kawhi and then sign the rest of their roster to something. I think, even then, I think even then they're an eight seed. Just because of load management and they have no one else on their freaking roster outside of four guys. Um... I think uh, the Thunder are the next team to be out that, in my opinion, that could miss the playoffs. Uh, Trailblazers, I don't know how they're going to bounce back. Utah's going to take a giant step this year, and it's going to be between the Nuggets and the Jazz for the one seed. And then you'll have the Rockets Rockets in there. Um, yeah. I'm going to argue that the Trailblazers are going to be better, even without Ines. Um I, um, I think they could be good. I just uh, for it's one of those things where I don't watch the Trailblazers enough, but just what, but when I saw them in the playoffs, I feel like they relied heavily on on uh, 
on McCollum, on Lillard, and Cantor, and they don't have any of those guys back, and probably not Rodney Hood, unless Rodney Hood re-signed that I don't know about. Um, no, Rodney Hood already signed somewhere. Yeah, no, he, he, he was, he's now with the Blazers. He's still with Blazers. Okay. He returns on a two-year deal. Okay. Um, they also added Hazonia, and they also added Nasir Little. So I'm still convinced that the Blazers are going to be better next year. All right, that's fair. I don't know. The West, the West is certainly is certainly going to be a dogfight of the division. The East, the East is going to be the biggest cakewalk in the world. Oh well, I'm going to sorely disagree with that one. I I, I love this. Okay. I'll, I mean, I'll give, you, okay. I'll give you a top. I'll give you a top eight right now. Um, you don't have any top eight because that doesn't matter. It's the top four. Let's say Toronto. Let's say he stays in. Let's say Kawhi stays in Toronto. I think they'll win the East. I don't think it'll be like in a sweep or even a gentleman's sweep. I think that um, the Bucks have added good players. I think the 76ers have gotten much, much better over when I thought they oh, were losers. No, 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 no. I'm not saying the top four. I'm saying like to make the playoffs in the East is a cakewalk. Oh, yes. I will in the agree playoffs, it's a different conversation. But I think it's going to be tougher to make the playoffs in the West than it is in the East. You you and I are completely in agreement. That's where I was going with that. No, I think I think once you reach the playoffs in the East, I think it's literally every man for himself. I think it's it's going to be probably Celtics Pacers again in the first round, which is going to kill everybody. Um, then you're going to have 76ers. All right, here's my top eight. And this is with Kawhi going back to the Raptors. Sure. In this order, the Raptors, the Bucks, the 76ers, the Celtics, the Pacers. The Nets. Pacers may be sick. The Pistons. And the Magic. I don't hate it. Bulls miss the playoffs. Cavaliers, as much as I want them to make the playoffs, they miss the playoffs. Pistons miss the playoffs. Knicks obviously miss the playoffs. The Heat miss the playoffs. Uh, and oh, then Jimmy Butler. Wizards Jimmy Butler's going to miss the playoffs? Jimmy Butler's going to miss the playoffs. Who else is on that team? Dwayne Wade, baby. Dwayne Wade retired. No, he's back for one more year. No, he's not. I thought he said he's going to run it back. No. Well, well, then there isn't the playoffs. It's literally it's it's right now the Miami Heat roster is Charles Cook. Wait a second. Wait a second. I was. <laughs> I. <laughs> I googled, or no, sorry. This is why I get the weirdest answers. I binged instead of googled. It's Dwayne Wade, and then I hit the space button. Top top three answers. Dwayne Wade herpes. <laughs> Dwayne Wade net worth 2019. Reasonable. Dwayne Wade gay son. <laughs> I mean, who cares that his son's gay? Um, and then at the bottom, it says Dwayne Wade Mormon. <laughs> Oh, God. I love the internet. Oh, God. Okay. 
The internet just doesn't win again. Please continue. Uh, that's it. Okay. We're gonna. I'm gonna break down free agency when it's completed in the next one. Um, just because I think Kawhi's the Kawhi stuff's gonna get come out uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think anybody has any idea where he's gonna go. So. Yeah. No, I I get it. Um. Okay. Now let's. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, Lakers are playing really high-risk, high-reward here, but it also doesn't matter because anybody that they can get now will most likely still be available when Kawhi makes his decision. Or anybody, like, yeah. e- equal to who they want. That was mandatory. Okay. Switching topics to at least the last one that I have. You can you can um, trade me on this one if you want. Um, happy Bobby Vanilla Day, Matthew. Happy Bobby Vanilla Day to you. And for those of you who don't know, um, the New York Mets, insert insert wild laughter here, um, the New York Mets uh, signed a man named Bobby Vanilla. Bobby Vanilla. Hall of Famer. For the, ha, Hall of Fame, current active, former active Hall of Famer, Bobby Vanilla. Played 16 seasons in the MLB. He had a 273 batting average and a 472 slugging percentage. You won a World Series. Um, and he made six all-star appearances and three silver cellular awards. He played for the New York Mets for one season for, I'm sorry, for four seasons. He became the highest paid national league, uh, highest paid player in the national league when he signed a five-year, 25, $29 million contract in 2000 in 1991. Um, he was traded to the uh, to the Orioles, then he went to the Marlins, then he went to the Dodgers, and then he went back to the Mets. And they signed him to a uh, – then they released him while still owing him $5.9 million. And his agent worked out a deal with the Mets to defer payment for a decade, and the Mets would pay him an annual uh, check, paying him $1.19 million starting in 2011 and ending in 2039. The AI. Totaling his, totaling his buyout. Of twenty nine point eight million dollars, which is more than the five point nine million dollars that he would have paid that he was still owed. That's what you call a well paid agent, because you know that that agent's also catching residuals from that, even though he's completely <laughs> retired as well. So then, this is where the story gets even better. Mets owner Fred Wilpon accepted the money, accepted the deal mostly because he was heavily invested with Ponzi scheme operator Bernie Madoff and 10% of the returns he thought he was going to get on his investments with Madoff outweighed the 8% interest the Mets would pay Bobby Vanilla's initial $5.9 million. And well, obviously that didn't work. No, I, I mean, it worked out great for Bobby and his agent. Bobby Vanilla is the greatest agent of all time. So, that leads to my man. personal question of who is still getting paid right now after they retired. Okay. I will, I will use this as deferment. Like let's like, let's say deferments, like maybe somebody's retired and their payments haven't kicked in yet. I'm still going to mention them as well. Oh, that's um, great. I would love that. I would love that. I know that there are players right now. I have compiled, I've compiled a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 players who are currently getting paid by teams. And these range from hockey to baseball to, uh, well, just hockey and baseball, actually. 
I think I've only got I think I've only got baseball, but I will want to say that one of the wildest contracts of all time, Magic Johnson, one million for twenty five years. Yes. Okay. That is one of the greatest um, contracts of all time. So, um, since this since this is your brainchild, you go first. We'll we'll just bat off each other, one after the other. All right. So my favorite, uh, my favorite contract on this list. Oh, you're saying. Dang. Belongs to the person who's getting paid the most money Ooh, okay. on this list. Okay. And he is known as Ken Griffey Jr. Ooh. Ken Griffey Jr. is currently getting paid $3.6 million by the Cincinnati Reds until 2024. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, I see that right now. Wow, 2009 through 2024. He Holy got paid $3.6 million. Okay, mine's not going to be nearly as fun, but it's so bad. Um, where am I at here? I know exactly where this is at because I, I found I, I did find a similar list, not the same thing. Um, the Washington, the Washington Nationals had deferred payments with Steven Strasburg of $10 million installments. Each July 1st, starting in 2024 through 2030. That is a beautiful job by that agent. Yes. That is that is just beautiful. And it, I – yeah, okay, go, because I'm going to continue banging on the Nationals. Uh, Derek Jeter is still, still getting paid currently by the New York Yankees. Oh, and there's not collusion. Folks, I wrote an article about it, and it's legitimately on the internet. The FBI should be investigating Derek Jeter for collusion. He's not even in Miami for one season, and he gives away their best player for a bag of bats to the Yankees. What do you expect? So, I don't know how much Derek Jeter is getting paid. I think that is that is something that needs to get worked out. The Yankees but basically, are under Derek the Jeter has a buyout, had a buyout, um, he signed a 10-year, 180 – wait, hold on. Maybe not. Maybe this isn't the right one. Hold on. Nope, that was in 2001. Let me let me get back to you on this. Okay, well, I'll keep mine then. Um, again, Washington Nationals have agreed to give Max Scherzer deferred payments of $15 million each July 1st. Again, so we're talking already each July 1st from 2022 to 2028. Oh, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful conversation. Seven times um, 15. I can't do that math, but whatever seven times 15 is, is what he's getting. Um, another one that I think is much more similar to Bobby Vanilla is Ryan Braun. The Brewers are playing pain. Ryan Braun, $1.8 million each year from 2022 to 2031. Love it. Um, I got free money when I went to go see the Brewers because of Ryan Braun. This is true. It's it was the year he got suspended. It was actually my favorite baseball game of all time because they brought out Hank Aaron and Raleigh Fingers <laughs> for the game. Seriously, coolest moment of my like baseball watching career. I was in person for it, and I, love it. I was like freaking out, and I was like in the nosebleeds, and I could barely see him. They gave each person ten dollars because it was during Ryan Braun's suspension, so they took that money out of his paycheck and. For the entirety of his suspension, they gave every person that showed up a $10 voucher. 
Hey, that's pretty good. I like that. My dad took mine and bought beer. I was not 21. I was 20. I like that. Bullshit, but whatever. Okay. I like that. Oh, uh, man. I got more nationals. This isn't good. All right. I have a lot more Mets. <laughs> yeah, hit me. Hit me. Um, so there's there's three more Mets on this list, which is even better. Um, <clears throat> Brett Saberhagen. I, I just saw that. Is getting paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars until twenty twenty eight. Has not played a game since two thousand and one, <laughs> and got this contract in nineteen ninety three. Oh man, uh, he's getting paid two hundred fifty thousand a year to just sit on his butt. I love it. Number two, Daryl Strawberry. Oh, I thought you were gonna hit me with the CB. No, Daryl Strawberry is getting paid one point six million dollars until twenty twenty thirty three. Daryl Strawberry is a fucking badass. And the last one, and this is un- due to unfortunate circumstance, but David Wright is still getting paid by the Mets and will get paid by the Mets for a very long time. Yes. Okay. Where am I starting at? Okay. That's that's incredible. I'm loving this. That's my three Mets. I have more, and this is awesome. Bronson Arroyo getting paid 1.4 from 2018 through 2021. Bronson Arroyo deserves every penny of that. Get the hell out of there. Um Bron- I love Bronson Arroyo. I'm, gonna, I'm a Bronson Arroyo apologist. Okay. Lorenzo Cain. I will be till the day I die. You can be, man. That's fine. It makes one of us. Um, Lorenzo Cain train, $1 million annually from 2023 to 2027. Nice crisp $4 million in the bank for him. Um, let's see. What, what else have you got? Uh, Ichiro will get paid $25 million until 2035. That's somebody who deserves it. Like it's it's the total will be twenty five million dollars, but it's like a series of that until twenty thirty five. Okay. So he's my spirit animal. Uh, Manny Ramirez is getting paid by the Red Sox two million dollars until twenty twenty six. Deserves it. Um, Don't care. Tim Duncan's contract with the Spurs just expired today. Wow. Tim Duncan was paid one point eight million dollars until this past season. Um, the Brewers had three payments of $2.3 million to Kyle Loesch, 2016, 2017, and 2018. Love that. Uh, oh, let's no. see what else I got here. Uh, Todd Helton is getting paid unknown amounts of money from the Rockies until 2023. Uh, I do know that amount of money. How much is it? The Colorado Rockies pay $13.1 million of the money they owed Todd Helton over a span of 10 years, starting in 2014. So we're just in the middle of this now. But I can oh. see why you say undisclosed amount, because even though we can do the math, 13, 13.1 divided by 10, we can do that math pretty easy. But right. every year gains 3% interest. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's so, a beautiful job, Todd Elton. I, yeah, I, incredible. Uh, Matt Holliday. Still getting one point four million from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty nine. From the card Jim Edmonds, three hundred thousand dollars till this year by the Cardinals. Nice. Uh Prince Fielder, same circumstances David Wright is getting paid by the Rangers. Oh my god. Oh that don't know till when, but that'll mm-hmm. be for a while. That are that arguably aged as poorly as Chris Paul's. Yes. Um do you see Albert Pujols's? Yes, I did actually. Ten million over ten years, so one a year. 
in a personal services contract. That sounds something like it's illegal, but that's okay. Um, personal services contract that begins upon retirement or whenever his contract expires. I think he'll retire upon that contract expiring, which is this season. I agree. Is this season, um, but that's okay. Uh, this is my last one, and this is my personal favorite. Okay. There is a goaltender named Rick DiPietro. I've heard that name. You were like, I'm basketball, you're hockey. So that's. He was signed to a ridiculous contract. Okay. And this was called ridiculous a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. And on September 12th, 2006, DPHO signed a 15 year, $67 million contract with the Islanders. That's incredible. That's incredible. I, I, I can't, I cannot argue. Did we talk about Bruce Sutter yet? No, but hold on. This gets better. This gets a lot better. Make it better. They stuck this out until July 1st, 2013. He was placed on unconditional waivers for the remainder of his contract to be bought out. The buyout was completed two days later with DiPietro agreeing to be paid two-thirds of the $36 million he would have been owed over the next eight seasons at a rate of $1.5 million a year over the next 16 years. <laughs> Rick DiPietro is currently being paid by the Islanders $1.5 million to be a radio host in New York until 2029. Oh, see, I'm okay with that. You're, you're, making, you're, you're earning the living. I don't hate that. It's a hilarious contract, but it is widely regarded as one of the dumbest contracts given to a goaltender ever. Don't get me wrong; he deserved it at one point in time. One point in time, he absolutely deserved it. He had a, it, but the injuries derailed his career, and it just went downhill after that. That's wild. He uh, gave up 871 goals in his career. Had a goals against average of 2.87 and a save percentage of 9.02. And had 16 shutouts in his career. That's sensational. And won 130 games and lost 136. Love to see it. This is why he is my favorite contract of all time. I get it. That makes sense. And I think I might have just found mine. I'm ready. Bruce Sutter. Love it. An article titled, Move Over Bobby Vanilla. The Braves have been paying Bruce Sutter for 30 years. Just before the 1985 season, the Braves signed Sutter to six years, nine point one million. Pretty high. Oh my god! Pretty high for eighty-five. Um, nineteen eighty-five. But the deal was structured to where he would be paid one point one two million per year over the course of thirty years. It doesn't make much wow. sense. That doesn't make much sense. But that's fine. It gets better. While he was playing. 
he was only paid $750,000 per year. Oh my God. And now they have honored the contract. So for the 30 years after he retired, the Braves have agreed to pay him no less than $1.12 million per year. Now that ends in 2021, but at some point this year, that means this old man is getting a check for $1.12 million. During this contract, he only played two years after he signed the contract. And he would have re- he retired with four left on the contract, which means he saw the writing on the wall and was like, mm, I want to stop making 750000 and I want to start making $1.12 million. And so he did it. Genius. And Genius. Here's the, here's the kicker. When he pay, played for the Braves, he only played three years. So he, he came with one left on his contract and then signed this, this ridiculous one. Posted during his three years, 4.55 ERA. 112, hmm. 112 appearances. Trash. Trash. And over when it's all said and done in 2021 – he will have been paid over $45 million. Wow. So three years, $45 million is what we boil that down to. <laughs> and that is fun Raymond in the Kangle hat. Holy cow. So I, I love yours. I'm going to do more reading about yours because I think that that's awesome. And I he, mean, So do you want to know the worst part about mine? I do. Do you want to know the total number of games he played under this contract? Please do. I hope it was less than 112. It is more than 112, less than 200. Um, 179. 175. <laughs> I never heard of this guy before today. <laughs> oh, and I'm at so the funny. time of this signing, the owner said, this is not a big deal. I've done this in my business career. Sure. I love I love New York sports. They make me feel better. Yes, no, they do, especially lately. It's been great. Um, and with that, that is all that I have. I, I do have one more small point. Um, in between this episode and next, Stranger Things is coming back, so hop on. Is this the is this a worse contract than Mar- than Amari Stoudemire? Yes. Okay, I I accept that. I will also still say that Chris Paul's when it's all said and done will be still much worse than Amari Stoudemire. You know Amari Stoudemire is still playing basketball? I do, yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. No, I mean, he's doing what he loves. So he 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 will end up getting on that Richard Jefferson train, even though I think Richard Jefferson is much more personable. I think that he'll have an opportunity to do something like kind of small with a podcast, but nothing big enough like national radio or TV. That's fair. Because you have some like some really solid guys that have made some good stuff off of uh, off of podcasts lately. So true. Hey, is Very there any, true. Any any final words that you have to say, good sir? Uh, follow Woj on Twitter. Man, he had them typed in his drafts, ready to unload. Like, Look, like I don't. I, I, literally, the only thing that I've heard about Woj over the last twenty four hours is that he's missed one call, and that was from his wife. I mean, you put important things front. She knows not to call. True. You know that you are not going to see your family for a week. Don't talk to me, woman. I'm woke. <laughs> You're not going to see your family for a week. Oh, boy. All right.
I mean, let's be real. That's true. And, and let's say we'll like live there at ESPN, which I mean, maybe I'd be like, honey, he, he, he does. He does. He lives at ESPN. Honey, I want to see you. You're going to have to come visit me. It's like prison now. I'm in here for a week. I mean, I'm locked up. I'm on. I, I'm just running around from pod to pod and then onto the jump and then onto SVP at midnight. True. Catch me when you can. Fair. I respect the hustle. This is his time to shine. This is why I think he's he's better at his craft than Mel Kuyper is at his. Uh, that's fair. But don't get me wrong. I have the utmost respect for the Kite Man. I love the Kite Man. <laughs> and with that, anything else, Matthew? I got nothing. Perfect. We will see you all next week. Peace.